This is Rachel Stewart for the Piedmont Arts Podcast. Bach Academy Charlotte is a relatively new organization in our community. Their aim is to be the premier voice for Bach and Baroque music in the Charlotte region, and they specialize in historically informed performances with a real focus on the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. They are getting ready for their very first festival, June 9th through 17th, and artistic director Scott Allen Jarrett and artistic administrator Margaret Carpenter Haig join me to talk about that today. So uh, welcome to both of you. Thanks, Rachel. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Scott, um, you are not even a year old as an organization. Uh, I guess you were sort of getting started around this time last year in what, late spring, early summer of 2017. Um and you're already producing a Bach festival. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, why you've gone ahead and jumped in with both feet? And what is so important about a Bach festival? People have these around the country and, and you know, people love them. When we started this uh, organization, it really was mid to late summer, actually, when I was officially brought on board, which was August. Um, the, the principal direction was to build up to a major summer festival. There are Bach festivals across our country, uh, some qu- quite famous and some that have been around longer than 75 years. Um, and in each one of those instances, you can observe the, the extraordinary civic value that those uh, various organizations are bringing to their communities. The partnerships that come together around the music and around the, the musicians that make the music has been, um, I think, a really remarkable story across the country in towns and cities, um, really across the globe, but increasingly in the United States. And the, uh, the guys who, who founded this were very keen to have that in Charlotte. And in particular, our founder, the board president, Mike Trammell, um, had experienced the success of these kinds of activities um, here in the States, observing the Oregon Bach Festival in Eugene, Oregon, but also um, in Weimar and in Stuttgart and Bach Academies there. And uh, he has a, a wonderful life here. He's from Charlotte. He has a, a, a full-time job here. He has, his wife is here. She plays in the orchestra. And, you know, and I think he, he thought, I want, I want this for Charlotte, and we can build this together. So Though we have had two concerts, our first concert was in October of 2017, and second concert in January this past year, um, these were events that, in my mind at least, were building up to um, creating the festival that we're about to present in early June. Can you um, maybe get a little more specific about what some of the benefits are to a community when they have the Bach Festival? Of course, there's the music that everybody gets to enjoy, and it's you know there's a cultural benefit, but are there other benefits? There's something uh, special about a festival in that everything happens in concentration, um, and that you get to experience a music that people love and can respond to and connect to, not just emotionally but also intellectually and spiritually. And when you have uh, these performances around that music that are presented in consecutive days or, or near one another, it really allows for a community of people who share those, those interests and values to really come together. And what's extraordinary is that you see that happen in a short amount of time. Our festival is 10 days. Um, but then year by year, 
you see folks come back and you see, just like uh, Margaret and I, who have done the B minor mass many, many times in life, or the Passions of Bach, you know, every time musicians come around to those pieces, well, we reap the benefits of that, of that interaction with the music every time. And there are new things that come to light in those experiences. And I think the beauty of a festival like this is that you see over time the community having that same experience, whether it's their first time with the B minor mass or their 40th time with the B minor mass, um, that um, there's tremendous value to providing the, that uh, experience for a community to come around, the partnerships that are built, the influx of truly exceptional and international talent that will enrich uh, our region uh, by their presence alone. And um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the talent that you're bringing this time in just a second, but uh, it's probably a good idea just to very briefly talk about, you touched on it, but why the Bach Academy Charlotte has been created and, uh, you know, what you, where you see things going uh, into the future. Since you're such a young organization, a lot of people really may not know who you are and what you do. We have um, uh, unapologetically been quite aggressive, I think, about introducing the Bach Academy, and we've set very high goals and expectations for ourselves. And I think that's in large part because we believe without reservation in the value of what we can create and build. And we know of its potential um, for a community. And I think also we intend to be around a long time. And I don't think we want to come to that realization 10 years in. But we want to act like a mature organization from the beginning. Um, and so from the outset, we have set high musical standards for uh, the musicians that that make up both the cantata choir and the and the orchestra, um, and we've set high standards and expectations for um, for the for the listeners' experience um, to try to to try to really challenge ourselves to bring a world class product right away, and we intend to do that with the festival uh, in June, and we intend to do that for many years for Charlotte and for our beautiful region. Let's talk about what's going to be on the program for this first Bach Fest. Uh, can you give us the highlights? So the, the high-altitude view of this year's festival is that there are eight concerts in nine days. Uh, the opening uh, celebration, which inaugurates our very first festival, uh, features the Cantata Chorus and uh, North Carolina Baroque Orchestra. We'll uh, perform the first orchestral suite, um, Cantata 147, uh, Herz und Mund und Tatenleben, that features the very famous Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring chorale twice over the course of the cantata. And then that program will end with the most joyful, exuberant of the motets, Sing at Dame Herren, I Neues Lied. Um, and the other weekend, capping the festival, is our masterwork uh, for this year's festival. And of course, it's the B minor mass, the greatest piece ever written without any hyperbole. We'll do, that, we'll do that performance twice, once at Myers Park Presbyterian, and then the next day in Winston-Salem at St. Mary Methodist. In the week of the festival, there are two other uh, performance series. One is a, a recital series. We have two guest artists we feature, one on Monday, one on Friday. Uh, Guy Fishman, internationally acclaimed uh, Israeli cellist, uh, is playing the first three cello suites of Bach on Monday night at Christ Church. And then on Friday night, the Hungarian 
uh, wunderkind organist, Violent Karoshi, uh, lives in New York and makes, he's a composer, conductor, organist, all. Uh, he'll play a remarkable recital of works at St. Peter's Uptown, um, of works that are um, in homage to Bach uh, from Schumann and Liszt and Rager and, his, and himself, Ballant, one of Ballant's own compositions. And then in the middle of the festival on Tuesday and Thursday, two daytime concerts, uh, 12.30 on Tuesday and Thursday. It's called our Bach Experience. And each day I will teach and perform uh, two of Bach's cantatas, 75 and 76. Um, and the musicians will be there and we'll sort of explain a little bit about the music, what to listen for, something about the text, and then um, and then give a, a performance of these cantatas Um and those are those featured the the first two pieces that Bach performed when he took the job in Leipzig in the summer of 1723. So, um, how does one go about uh, being able to partic- participate in these classes, or the you know these when you're teaching the cantatas? So the all of these performances, the, each of the eight performances is is a ticketed event, and so interested folks can go to our website bacharlotte.com. And each of these events is separately ticketed, uh, and there are different price structures, of course. And um, there's even an all-festival pass for a very reasonable price of $140. Uh, and you get a, a fancy pass that gives you premium access to all festival events the whole time. Well, Margaret, I have a question for you. Um, since the Bach Academy is an academy, what kind of educational opportunities are there? I understand there's an emerging artist program that's part of BachFest or the Bach Festival. That's correct. Yes, there are there are two major educational um, offerings as a part of this festival. The first is the emerging artist program. Uh, we have four absolutely wonderful uh, pre-professional singers that are coming. Um, they have been selected from um, an application pool of over, over 40 singers. Um, we had people apply from, I think, 17 states and, and even from Canada. Um, so we've had some very wide-reaching um, applications for that. And so these singers are going to participate in our uh, cantata choir for the, the B minor mass. Um, and they are also participating in the other educational offering, which is the Bach Experience. Um, Scott mentioned that we have two concerts, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday, both at 1230 in the afternoon, um, uh, concerts of cantata 75 and 76. And these um, are going to be demonstration events where the singers and, and instrumentalists will um, join Scott in helping helping the audience parse the cantatas and really work through um, elements of the music. Um, as a part of their, their tuition, the emerging artists will also receive... Uh, private lessons and coachings. They'll receive master classes with our artistic director, with Scott. Um, and we have, in our cantata choir, we have a number of wonderful singers who will function as faculty for this program. And did you say how many people had applied to do this? Yes, there were 40. Is that a big number? How, how do you feel about that pool? I, I was absolutely blown away by... Uh, the applicant pool. I mean, I had no idea. Everything we're doing right now is the first time we've ever done it. And we're trying to do it right from the beginning. And the infrastructure around each of these programs has to be built for the first time. So our coordinator for the Emerging Artist Program is a wonderful teacher, singer uh, named Elizabeth Eschen. She teaches voice at Harvard. I've worked with her 
over the years um, in lots of different places. And she brings tremendous energy and expertise in, in the teaching of singing and her love, abiding love for the music of Bach. So when we created this with Liz and we had all of these, uh, you know, you develop the copy and the application process and so forth. And um, we had no idea if anybody would apply. I mean, you post something on social media and you hope somebody clicks through. And um, Margaret wrote a, love, a number of uh, letters to area and regional colleges and universities and voice faculty. And, you know, we thought we might have to go down the street and just ask somebody to be our very first. <laughs> but we, I was absolutely blown away by the, by the response, uh, not just the number of folks and from all over the country that applied, but also the staggering level and accomplishment of some of the singers. I mean, truly inspiring we had some who are young college students who are just beginning to discover this repertoire. And then we had some who are quite seasoned professionals who are very actively uh, contributing and working in the field in, in, Bach, uh, in Bach studies and Bach performance. Um, so I'm, I'm absolutely delighted about the four that we've got coming. Uh, one is Bass has finished his master's degree in historical performance from the Peabody Conservatory in Baltimore. Um, the tenor is just finishing an undergraduate degree at DePauw in Indiana and will start a master's degree in historical performance at Indiana University. Um, the alto is just graduate, graduating from Wingate this year, um, but has, through her good experiences with Dr. Potter at Wingate, uh, already cultivated an abiding love for Bach and performances there with the chorus. Um, and our soprano uh, has... Uh, a master's degree already from Florida State, but has been living and singing and working in Boston um, and has gathered quite a, quite a repertoire of, of cantata experience. So we have four truly outstanding uh, young singers who will be part of this cohort and will join the cantata chorus, cantata choir, uh, for both the Bach experience and for the B minor mass. I don't think we've talked about who's in the cantata choir they're, they are mostly people from the Charlotte region, yes? When we talked, uh, it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, that was one of the first questions that I had when uh, in the opening conversations last August about who, who would be performing and what the vision was. Um, and if it was a, a volunteer local ensemble, I didn't quite think that that was the direction we wanted to go. And so I was delighted that the response was, we want this to be a professional ensemble from the beginning. And so we have cultivated that, and we have been um, serious about identifying local and regional singers of exceptional skill and talent and providing them a professional opportunity commensurate with their interest and skill um, and lifting up their talents and through these opportunities with the Bach Academy, as well as bringing in the best people doing this music in our country um, to work together alongside and to really provide not just a world-class product for our audience and our listeners here in Charlotte, but also to elevate the performance and the scholarship around this music through the community that we build together with our, with our wonderful musicians here locally like Margaret. But also uh, we've got singers, let's see, I think two from L.A., one coming from Chicago, one from Seattle, two or three, four from Boston, a couple from New York. 
some from Baltimore. Um, and then there are those that are driving in from Winston-Salem or Raleigh, uh, not just Charlotte. So it's, it is when uh, Margaret and I were looking at uh, Divisi assignments for who's going to sing choir one and choir two and so forth in the B minor mass, I got really excited looking at these 26 singers who will make up that cantata choir. And just some of the most talented, kind, generous musicians that anybody of us, anybody would want to work with. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled that they're the ones who will be singing our very first B minor mass. It's, it's really exciting that you're, you're bringing this type of, um, well, this level of musicianship and, and this type of focus, I think, um, to Charlotte on the music of Bach, centered around the music of Bach. And I wonder uh, quickly if you could just sort of say what your aspirations are for uh, both Bach Academy Charlotte and this festival. I'm, I'm sure you're already thinking about the next one, and where, where would you like to see it go? Well, one of the things I love to say about Bach is that um, any interaction with this composer and his music uh, truly reveals who we could be, not just who we are, but who we could be. And I think in founding this, from my first meetings not even a year ago, through our performances and connecting with interested patrons um, across the city and including partnerships with the many, many churches that we've worked with over the course of the year, I've just been inspired by the interest and the outpouring of trust about the product that we want to bring. People know what it is, and they want to be a part of it. And that's been an inspiration, and it helps me understand the importance of what we're going to build and provide next month. But also, this tree, the seedling that we are going to plant next month, I want to see grow over the next decades to be one of the most beautiful trees that adorns the, the cultural landscape of Charlotte. Scott, can you tell us how, uh, what's the best way for people to, you know, get their tickets, get their ducks in a row to come and enjoy uh, the whole festival, parts of the festival, whatever they want to do? Well, the, f- the first thing people have to do is they have to go to their calendar and they have to mark June 9th as the start of the Charlotte Bach Festival. And they have to block out the entire week through June 17th so <laughs> they can make themselves available to all of the events and to be present and to meet these extraordinary musicians. Hear the music, yes, but meet the musicians and be part of this new family that we are putting together. Uh, All of the information is available at our website, of course, bacharlotte.com. And all of the schedule of events is is listed there and with the locations and times. And then, of course, the the tickets are, are, are available there for various pricing. You can buy Tickets for one event only if you're only going to be in town for the first weekend. Or you can buy the full season pass that will uh, grant access. And you should buy several tickets and give some to friends <laughs> and encourage uh, encourage your friends, family, neighbors all to be a part of this very beautiful, very first festival. Well, thank you very much, uh, Scott Allen Jarrett and Margaret Carpenter Haig, for coming in and talking to us about uh, about what's going to be a really great event coming up in June. Again, that is the uh, Bach Festival Charlotte. It's coming up June 9th through 17th. It's put on by Bach Academy Charlotte, and uh, you can find information at their website, bacharlotte.com.
For Piedmont Arts Podcast, I'm Rachel Stewart. Thanks for listening.